Hey, this is Ali Ciardo and the Photo Field Notes podcast, and today's interview is with my friend Chris Scott. And you might remember Chris from an episode we did about a year and a half ago, maybe, about how to start selling more products in your photo business. So Chris is the co-founder of Swift Galleries, which you can find at swiftgalleries.com. And Swift Galleries is a tool that lets you design wall art for your clients where you send, well, they send you photos of their walls, and then you're actually designing wall art to scale in the rooms and using your photos that you've taken so they can see exactly what they're going to look like on the walls. It's a really cool tool. I love it. It's something that I use in my own product sales. So go check it out. All right, so that brings me to an exciting announcement. If you have been through my three-day crash course on building a six-figure photography business, then you've gotten a little peek at the Style Guide magazine that I send to my clients, and it gives them a few final tips before their wedding day, and it gets them excited about styling their wedding photos into their homes. And I've been getting requests for years, basically since I put out that course, to turn my magazine into a template that you can use for your own clients. So I finally just got official word that the style guide and a beta course on virtual product sales for photographers is going to go live through Design a Glow tomorrow, if this is real time. Tomorrow is Thursday, November 8th at 12 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. The beta version is going to include the complete style guide magazine template so that you can insert your own photos and you can either have it printed to mail to clients or you can send it to them digitally. And it's a mix between wedding prep, little tips to get your clients prepared, and home inspiration, ideas that will get them excited about how to style their photos into their home. And I really love the magazine because we talked about and remember in a past episode about how to add value to for your clients. And this really adds a ton of value in terms of educating them, gives them ideas of how they can put photos in their homes. And it puts them in the perfect mindset to say, yep, I know exactly where I want to put my wedding album, so I'm going to get a wedding album. Or, yep, I know exactly what I want to put on my walls. It's going to look great. Or I've never thought about doing a parent gift with photos before, but that's the perfect parent gift. So it gives them a ton of great ideas, gets them inspired. And then beyond the template, the magazine template, you'll also get access to a full course that walks you through the entire process that I've been using and tweaking for years to sell products. And that's things like albums and wall art and small prints and all the other things like that. So that's how I'm selling these prints to my clients even after I give them all of the digital files. And it's mainly focused on wedding photographers, but the concepts can apply to others too. And I know a lot of you have asked me how I'm making so many print sales without doing in-person sales and how I'm making thousands of extra dollars in my business without adding a bunch of evening meetings or just extra meetings in general. So this course is finally ready to walk you through how I do it. And because it's a beta version, we're going to be setting up a private Facebook group to get direct feedback on the course and then answer questions that you have as they pop up. And we're definitely planning to get that feedback from people who jump in on the beta version. And the cool thing is that you'll have direct access to me to ask questions as you go through everything. And you'll get a really nice discount for being a part of the beta group. So we want to make this course really affordable when it launches in January, which means the discounted beta version is going to be a really amazing deal. So that course is going to launch Thursday, November 8th at 12 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. And enrollment is going to be really limited because it is a discounted beta version. So once it sells out, it won't be available anymore. So if you're planning to get in on it, you'll want to go to photofieldnotes.com and sign up for the email list so that you can get the email at noon on Thursday to join the course, join the beta group before it sells out. Okay, that's it. Let's get into today's interview with Chris Scott. Chris Scott. 
welcome to the Photo Field Notes podcast, where you'll find stories, tips, and inspiration from professional photographers to get you taking action in your own business and making your business dreams a reality. All right. Hey, everybody. Today is going to be kind of a casual laid back episode. I got a message on Instagram from Katie. Let me double check your name, Katie. I think it's Katie Bosler. I just lost it. I think it's Katie Bosler. And um, Katie, here's what Katie asked. And I thought this would be a great conversation to talk with Chris Scott from Swift Galleries. He knows all this great stuff about photography. It's going to be just kind of a conversation about our opinions on this question. So here's Katie's question. How important are profile photos? How do you choose them? Should they stay the same between platforms or should they be unique to each because of different types of followers and users? Would it be best to have a picture of yourself, a favorite photo you took of a client, or should it be a logo? Does it matter? What about social media bios and about me pages? So we can kind of break that down because that's a multitude of questions. So Chris, where should we start? Do you want to start with just like how to choose the photo of like even what it should be? Should it be of yourself? Should it be your logo? What generally kind of photo should you be using? What do you think? Yeah. So in my opinion, uh, because of what we do as photographers is very personal. It's, um, uh, I think it's really important that a client get to know us and to, to, you know, to use a very tired phrase at this point to know, like, and trust us. And I think a really good way to do that or, uh, a, a small part of a really good way to do that is to include a photo of yourself. Um, and in my opinion, to kind of address one of the other parts of the question, um, I think that that photo should be the same across all of your brand. That way, um, it just, uh, well, it's just consistent across your brand so that they, when they see that face, when they see that photo, they automatically associate that with your brand. But I hope you disagree with me. Well, I actually generally agree, but I'm going to add to it. How about that? So I, I think I agree. I do that generally. I have the same profile photo across everything. But to add to that in terms of like what that photo looks like, I think I remember um, Amy and Jordan Demos writing a, maybe an email about this, and I definitely related. They were talking about how they went out and they had this dramatic photo of themselves taken, and it didn't match. It was like cool, but it didn't match their style. So if your style is like dramatic lighting, then have someone take a dramatic lighting picture of you. If you're uh, like a wedding or portrait photographer who primarily shoots outside, have it be something outside that reflects that brand. And what I've done in the past is I've even gone out and done a trade with another photographer where, or I've done this multiple times where we will just give each other sometimes like the raw files and let each other edit in the style that we have. And in that case, we just give each other permission. We're like, you don't need to credit me on each one. We're just doing a swap. It's just too complicated to give credit. So you edit how you want to edit. And it was actually kind of fun. It was fun to see what they did with my photos. And then I had that control because I can't take my own picture. So I think don't, not only should you be using a picture of yourself, you should be using a picture of yourself in your style. Um, Oh, there was one more thing I was going to say about it. Oh, when I started, when I did that first swap, I was in New Orleans with my friend, uh, my friend, Stephanie Smith. Hey, shout out Stephanie Smith. (laughs) Steph Smith. I still call her Stephanie. She goes by Steph. Um, So we actually like went and got our hair and makeup done professionally, which I rarely do. And I put them all over my website. I of course, picked my favorite one, put it all over social media. And as soon as I had those pictures of myself and they were natural and laughing, they weren't, 
just smiling at the camera. Some of them were looking away. Some of them were, she was making me laugh. It showed more personality. I swear to you, the week that I put those photos on my website, I saw a difference in how people approached me when they inquired that they like immediately felt this warmer feeling toward me. They felt like they knew me better. I was just getting a different kind of inquiry lead when I started to do that. So I think like put yourself everywhere, even though that feels so weird. If you haven't done it yet, it feels very weird to put yourself all over your website, but it really does make a difference. Yeah. Excellent. No, I, I agree with all of that. No. So I, I love that you took it that kind of that step further that not only should it be a photo of you, but it should really be on brand. It should be something that, that really matches everything else that somebody else is going to see on your site. I'm going to um, kind of piggyback on that then and say, all right. uh, at least get some photos without your camera, please. Yeah, because the photo (laughs) of the photographer with the camera is so overdone at this point. If there's something else that can show me your personality more than you just like bear hugging your camera, then I would (laughs) love to see that. Uh, Even, you know, pictures, especially if you're a family photographer, show me some pictures of you and your family. If you're okay with that, if you're okay with, you know, having some photos of of your kids out there and and stuff like that, because again, it just helps me to relate to you. Uh, so much better and so much more quickly. But one thing, okay, so piggybacking again, one thing that... (laughs) Piggybacking. So much of this. One thing that I do actually love that people do, and I started kind of doing this, when I hired an assistant to start coming to weddings with me, one of the things I said was, when there's downtime, I want you taking pictures of me as I'm photographing them. Or I have a um, Sony something something, I'm really bad at video, (laughs) with a crane, so it's like stable. So I was just like, grab this camera and just get some really short clips of me taking these pictures. And so overall second photographer, I love it when second photographers just do that and they don't even ask and they just like take a picture and downtime of me taking pictures of them. And so those are really great because they show, even if it's the back of my head and it's showing me taking a picture of a group, it's, it's showing a little bit about how I work. So they see kind of like what I'm wearing. That's important. They see that I'm dressed professionally. If it's a wedding, they see maybe a little bit about how I'm directing or what just like it's behind the scenes. It kind of reveals some of that mystery. So that shouldn't be your main profile picture if it's the back of your head. But I think that something like that or taking a step further when you have a video made that either shows you behind the scenes and your approach or just you like the about this kind of gets into the about page. But um, I have a project that I do with my family that we started five years ago, so five years ago, where we decided we were going to do this thing called a leap year project. So every four years, and we actually started it a year late, so it was after leap year, but eh, you know, beside the point, (laughs) we decided every four years we were going to invest in having a professional video made that was kind of like documentary style about where our lives are at that point. So every four years we see how much our lives have changed. Yeah. Yeah. And so we had done one when we lived in DC, we did the first one that introduces and tells our story of like how we met and getting married. And then at that point I was pregnant with my first daughter. So then the next video I have not only is she now grown up a little bit, but we had our second daughter. So it's kind of telling the stories of 
of how we came up with their names and what our lives look like and then what we hope our future will look like. And it's just us being ridiculous, talking to the camera and edited together with nice footage of us as a family. It has, it was not created as a professional video. It was absolutely a personal thing that I just wanted for my family. But when it was done, I went to um, Andy Owen, who created it, did an amazing job. And I went to Andy and I was like, is it possible that I could put this just on my about page as like a thing that shows a little bit about who I am? And it was the same thing. Just like when I started putting pictures of myself, showing some personality, when I put that video up, people, they were watching it. And even if they weren't mentioning that they watched it, they'd be like, oh yeah, I know about your sailing or I know about that. Or like, hey, this is who I am and what I do. Either way, I think either one is going to be great because they want to know that they're going to connect with you as a person. So getting either, whether it's photos or taking the stuff where they're investing in video or like having someone just take pictures behind the scene or taking little Instagram story videos behind the scenes at your wedding. Like if you can have someone in the bridal party or if you're a portrait session, like take some quick videos behind the scenes that just show what you're doing, what it looks like. People love that yeah, stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, um, especially for weddings, I, I think for, in my opinion, uh, for weddings, when you do these kind of behind the scenes or these action shots or whatever, what it also does is kind of psychologically open the door for the bride or the groom to start imagining you there at their wedding. Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, like it seems subtle, but that's a really big deal. If you can start making those kind of emotional connections of them starting to imagine what it's going to be like for you to be taking their photos, you know, where now they have this very real, uh, you know, photo to look at where they're like, Oh yeah, look, she's doing that, but it'll be me and my girlfriends and you know, whatever. And, uh, and you know, any of those things that you can do to make those, to connect those dots for a client, I think are going to be a win. Um, even if it's, even if that one thing is not this huge win, it's stringing all of these things together. Uh, will, you know, equal this big win. Oh, I've also heard people say that for senior sessions, they'll give the camp, they'll give their phone to like, <clears throat> to like the mom or whoever's there just to give them something to do. So they're not <laughs> up in there. And I actually That's should awesome. start doing more of that because I tell them to bring a helper to their session. So not everyone does it, but most people will bring a helper to help with a reflector yep. or if there's pets or whatever it is. And I think that I've kind of hesitated where I'm like, they're not going to want to take my phone and take videos. But if I, I think if I was like, Hey, can you also just as your job, like, here's my phone, maybe put it in airplane mode and just be like, take some videos. Right. Don't post them yet. <laughs> right. Like, just right. take videos for me. I would love to feature your work of behind the scenes. And then that's like a fun job for them. Yep. And they, I like, I really think I should start doing more of that. So that's a really, yep. I know people do that and have a lot of success with it. Yep. So we have a friend in Nashville. Um, here's my shout out. Shout out to Erin Smagala. She's a, uh, she's a senior portrait photographer in Nashville and she loves doing that stuff. Instagram takeovers or like allowing um, the client to post uh, testimonials on Snapchat uh, or even just uh, in Instagram stories. Um, she does a, uh, she does a ton with that and it just, um, it creates a lot more engagement with her, uh, her client's friends. So her client's friends will just get in there and, you know, comment on posts and whatnot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah I think I tell, I tell myself that I like, Oh, who's going to want to do that. But it's funny. Every time I actually ask someone to do something like that, they're like, yes, feature. Yeah, yes. Awesome. Right. Love it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. So you, you kind of opened the door to this, so I'm going to step through it. Um, <laughs> okay. I think a much more important question to ask is, uh, is about, 
your about me page. Uh, you know, so I think that, that all of this talk about profile photos and all of that is definitely important, but um, I think it pales in comparison to what you're saying and how you're saying things on your about me page. And when, when I think about about me pages, I think about the kind of the common about me page, which is um, I love love, you know, so okay, I'm a, I'm a wedding photographer. Yeah, give me, uh, give you the most common. I want to hear your All right, so here's, here's the, let's go at it from this direction. Okay. Okay, so imagine you're a bride, okay? You're a bride in East Lansing, Michigan. You're like, I need to find a wedding photographer. So you pull up uh, the Google and you Google, you know, East Lansing wedding photographer. This is me. You guys can't see uh, but I'm, I'm fake typing. Uh, you pull up, you know, East Lansing wedding photographer and, and magically now here's a dozen photographers whose work you absolutely love. You're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. You know, and that first tab that you see is beautiful and you're like, this is perfect, this person's perfect. Oh, maybe I should go look at their, you know, their, uh, their about me page because I'm gonna be spending a bunch of time with this person, so I'll go check it out, you know? So you get in there, your bride, you're the bride, remember? So you get in there and you're reading this and it's like, I love love and I was born with a camera in my hand. <laughs> and I create special moments and I capture, you know, uh, I capture the, your day, um, you know, and all of this. And, and as a bride, you're like, yeah, this is awesome. This person is perfect for me. Oh, I love this, you know, and like she's, she's like hovering over the book a, book a meeting button, but she's like, well, there are 11 other photographers that I have open. I should probably at least look at them, right? So now she goes to the next tab and she's like, oh man, this works good too. Let me read her about me page. Oh, look, she loves love and she's had a camera in her hand since she was born and wait, is this the same person? You know, and then now she's just going from tab to tab and she's seeing the same exact bio. Wait, oh. but the second one loves coffee too. So that's, but the second one loves coffee. Yes. <laughs> Let's go grab a cup of Joe. You know, like it's, it just becomes really hard for the client to remember who she actually liked, especially when, you know, if, if she really does enjoy all of your photos, you have to, okay, so this is, man, this is going to get you some hate mail maybe. <laughs> well, you're going to say At some point, right? Yeah. <laughs> at some point, once your images pass a threshold of good enough, just bear with me on this. Once your images pass a threshold of good enough, because a client's going to be like, you know what? I love these. At some point, it has to be about something else. They have to hire you for something other than your photos because if we're honest, they can find a dozen photographers whose images they would be happy with. Now, why else do I need to hire you? Why else should I hire you over the other 11 tabs that I have open if I love all of your photos? If I love all of these photographers' photos, why am I going to hire you? Okay, give me a reason that doesn't sound like everyone else's reason. So, in my opinion, um, I'm a big fan of being divisive, of, of saying things that's going to turn people off uh, because it's going to turn the people off that, uh, that don't want me, but it's going to attract the people who do want me. I actually just had this conversation with somebody yesterday and um, let's take it out of the wedding photography world for a minute and, and I'll tell you about one of our, one of our Swift Galleries members. Uh, shout out now to Chris Phillips. Uh, Chris Phillips up in Denver, she is a pet photographer. And she and I sat down over 
coffee, actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> you know, I sat down uh, over coffee uh, a handful of months ago up in Denver and, um, and just talked about her brand and, and, you know, this kind of common question of like, how do I stand out? Because Denver, um, if you don't know, Denver and Colorado in general is a very dog-friendly city and state. You know, it's like everybody's got a dog and all of that. So she's like, how do I stand out as a pet photographer here? And ultimately what we landed on was when you talk about your brand and when you talk about your clients, you need to you need, you really need to be divisive. Like I, what I wanted her to do and she has done and she's doing a really good job with it is uh, kind of be the champion for a very specific type of person. So in her case, I'm like, be that person who says, Oh, you've got fur all over your clothes. Who cares? That's great. You're my people. Oh, you let your dog lick your mouth. Like personally, I think that's gross. (laughs) There are specific clients, though, who would be like, yeah, no, that's me. Like, be the champion of the dog person. Like, be that person who says, everyone else thinks you're a freak. I don't care. You know, so I liken it to um, you should be the person at the front of the parade holding the banner and saying, all my people, get behind me. If you're not my people, feel free to stand on the side of the road and jeer. You know, like, you can boo us, whatever. My people will be hanging out with me. So, you know, the stuff that, that we did when we were shooting weddings full time, the stuff that we did here is we, we called our, you know, we kind of branded ourselves as the photographers for uh, shamelessly irreverent brides. Uh, and then we backed it up with all of the images that they saw of us on our about me page. Like uh, I should get you one. I don't know. I, anyway, there's a picture of me at a wedding reception and uh, I'm biting my lip like a good white guy dancing. And, uh, and the bride is like, is like, um, I, I cannot think of an appropriate term for this. She's grinding on me at the reception. So it's me with the camera in my hand and the bride's behind me and she's biting her lip and she's grinding on me. And it's like, it's like, wow, that's your photographer. And, but that's the client that we get along with and yeah. those clients who now are looking at a dozen different photographers and they're like, I like all of these images. Now, when they go to that about me page, they're either going to say, that's terrible. I hate this person and I would never want this at my wedding and they'll never contact me. Great. Or they're going to say, oh my gosh, these are my people. These are my people. These are the kind of people I want to spend my wedding day with. And now that puts me head and shoulders above everybody else that they're considering because I already passed the threshold of they liked my work. And now they're like, no, I could hang out with this person. And fun story, that bride is now the godmother. They're the godparents of our kids. Nice. Uh, Like they're really good friends at this point. So, (laughs) um, you know, that's kind of, uh, so to kind of bring it home. I like this phrase of like, I would rather be loved by some and hated by others than forgotten by everyone. Because that's what you're going to be if you're, if you're about me looks just like everyone else's. No one's going to remember you. You're not giving them a reason to remember you. So I would rather people hate me and some people love me than everyone forget me. Anyway, okay. that's my rant on about me. But I, I do want to throw a twist in there that it's not necessarily against what you're saying, but it just a just a comment. Mm-hmm. And so I did an episode a while back with Lily Amaldi about diversity and not mm-hmm. turning off 
clients based on diversity. And so I do think it's important to consider if, and we talked about this in that episode, and this might turn some people off, but if you are a very religious person and you're putting your religion at the forefront and that's in your about page, you do have to consider how that's going to make people feel if they don't necessarily agree. And maybe you're trying to only attract people in that way, but just consider, like I put on my about page that I my team doesn't discriminate. So it's yep. very clear that we're going to work with anybody. Maybe that's not the case for everyone, but just consider that you might be turning people off unintentionally. If you, you know, going in the religion way, if you like are very outspoken about that, there's a chance right. you won't necessarily right. attract people who, of other religions. So just like something to consider if that's something that is a big part of your life, maybe that is what you want to portray, but just know that is what you're portraying. Um, okay. You know, I think that's a really valid point. And, and, you know, so what I'm talking about is more personality based stuff. But, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I know you're talking yeah. about that. But yeah, I think that that's a really valid point that you have to be careful that whatever you're showing is going to have an effect on some person and just keep in mind what that effect is. Right. Okay. Excellent. So now next topic. Um, I think you were the one who told me about the story brand idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I started reading that book. I just started, it was recommended by someone in our local community and that kind of changed everything and changed my perspective. I haven't even finished the book yet. And I was like, yeah. oh, mind blowing. So general idea. And so I actually do a little bit of this in my about page that maybe not everybody does. So I want to hear your opinion. General idea of the story brand and <laughs> the few chapters I've read, you can probably fill in some gaps, uh, is that, um, you're positioning your client, your customer as the hero and yourself as the guide instead of coming in and be like, I am the hero and I am going to make these photos look phenomenal. And I'm going to do, it's like, you know, I'm going to help you figure out what to wear to make sure you look your best. I'm going to help you use prompts so that you look great in your photo. It's just, it's just using a different approach. So I do some of that on my about page where I actually start out instead of just getting right into here's who I am. I actually, I start by talking about my approach because about, I mean, I could put that under like experience or I could put it somewhere else, but it sort of fits under about. So I start my about page all about them and more like how I want them to feel about the experience and what about the experience, what that is. What's your thought on that? Yep. No, I think that's a really good approach. So to kind of um, give another example or another way of thinking about uh, Donald Miller's uh, story brand. So one of the things that he talks about, and I like it, it's it's a really good um, kind of metaphor for me to wrap my, my, my mind around this idea of your, your client is the hero and you are just kind of their helper is uh, see your client as Luke Skywalker and you are Yoda. Like you're the one who has all of the knowledge and has all of the skills, but you don't put yourself out there as, as the main attraction. Your client is the main attraction and you just bring the skill set and the tools and the experience to be able to make your client look even better. Uh, and you know, for what we do now, uh, with Swift Galleries and with all of our education, gosh, that hits home perfectly. It's like, yeah, that's exactly what we do here is, you know, I, my job is just to teach people how to be better at their job and now send them out and let them go look like rock stars. Yeah. You know? And, uh, but so I think um, one of the things that's really interesting about what you said is, you know, you kind of lead with the experience that your client is going to have, and that allows you to kind of insert things about you that lends itself to that experience being so good. 
Um, so you're kind of, so this is a common question with, with about me pages or a common kind of complaint about about me pages is, um, I, I feel like I'm just talking, like I feel weird talking about myself. I feel like it's, I'm being arrogant and taking the approach that you're taking is you're really kind of putting these, I don't know, uh, not like backhanded compliments, but these like you're, you're inserting things about yourself that are appropriate only in the context of how it helps your client be the quote unquote hero. Uh, and I love that. I love that. Yeah. I think um, another thing to think about when you are writing an about me page. So if our goal on our about me page is to, um, is to make people stop in their tracks and to, and to remember you. If we're saying that your about me page should be one of these things that separates you from the crowd, then what else can we do? And I think some really interesting directions you could take this would be uh, starting with a story rather than uh, starting with, you know, I was born with a camera in my hands and blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and dropping. So, um, there's a website called copy hackers. It's one of my favorite copywriting resources in the world. And they have a, um, a concept they call the battlefield principle, which is where, uh, instead of talking about this lead up to the battle, you just drop somebody right into the middle of the battlefield and you explain what it looks like around them. So basically what you're saying is like, okay, if I'm going to tell a story rather than give this like warm up, let's just drop them right into the middle of the story. And maybe if you're a wedding photographer, it can be about your wedding day. So you're like, maybe your story is something like, um, uh, my, it starts as my eyes welled up with tears as the doors opened and my father and I started walking down the aisle. And like, so I'm not giving any lead up. I'm just dropping them right into the middle of the story. And now that allows me, maybe that opens the door to me being able to talk more about the client's experience and then myself in the context of that. But I think that if you can do something like that, tell a story, a very vivid story. And if you drop them right into the middle of the action, I think that that's going to stop someone in their tracks, especially someone who's been reading about loving love and having a camera in their hands all day or, uh, you know, all li their whole life. Um, that's going to stop them and they're going to be like, whoa, this is different. This is different. Let me check this out. And now they're going to start inserting themselves into your story. And again, it gets back to what we just talked about. They're going to start, they're going to start imagining what it's going to be like for you to be there. And they're going to see, oh, this person understands these important things to me, you know? So, all right, that's just, okay. I'm going to so, continue ranting. Well, no, one more, one more question is kind of, it's not necessarily related on that. What's your thought on the FAQ? Like, he, like putting a frequently asked questions on your about page or wherever you put it. It's an interesting one. So uh, I've heard some people say that if you're doing an FAQ, then that means you're not doing a good enough job on the rest of your website. But I also don't necessarily agree with that. Um, so actually, to borrow from uh, copy hackers again, something that we've started doing is um, kind of continuing to connect the dots for them. So rather than saying, these are frequently asked questions of people who visit our website, it's very subtle, but I think it actually makes a difference saying, these are the questions uh, that people ask who ultimately hire me. Ooh. These are the questions that our clients tended to ask before they hired us. 
Yeah. And kind of just framing it in that way says, you know what? It's okay that you have questions. It's totally fine that you have questions. In fact, here are the answers to the questions of people who ultimately hired us as well. And it kind of says, you know, it puts them in a position to say, oh, I have these questions too. So I guess I'm just like these people. I should hire them too. Again, it's, it's really subtle, but I think that it does make a difference. Okay. And then one more thought, since we talked about a little bit about video, do you think it's worthwhile for people, even if they don't have all the video production stuff and they just like open their computer and start hitting record for them to do a basic video? Or do you think that that's just like about them or them talking? Or do you think that if it's not polished, that's going to hurt them? No, I think that, um, I think that it's worth doing even if it's just a, a vertical iPhone <laughs> video. Uh, you know, there's a lot to be said for, okay, so let's, let's make a distinction. When someone's looking at the end product that they're going to get from you, that needs to be polished. You know, so if you're, if, if you're selling video, then I think that you probably need to have good video. If, however, you don't sell video, if you're just a photographer, quote unquote just, just a photographer, then in my opinion, that doesn't matter. Uh, in fact, it may even help you because they'll see this is a person just like me. You know, if uh, we deal with this a lot with our kids. So our kids like to, they usually know when I'm recording a video, uh, especially if it's like a live masterclass and there's nothing I can do about it. They're really good at, did you ever see that BBC clip of the kid? Yes. <laughs> They're really good at being like that BBC kid. And, uh, you know, at first I was the guy from BBC who like, like, I don't know, like, um, <laughs> you try to push body checked his child, you know, and uh, <laughs> and we realized pretty quickly though that that to our people, uh, they're like, oh no, that's that's Chris. Your family's just like mine. Like my kid would totally do that too. You know, we had I've had uh, okay two quick stories. I've had um, my daughter come in once to tell me, Dad, and this is in the middle of a live masterclass. In fact, I'm about to get to like the pitch. And she comes in and she's like, Dad, you need to help. Tyler pooped. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, you can't make this stuff up, guys. Like this is hashtag real life, right? And then the other one was like, Dad, same exact thing. Dad, you have to come outside. There's a hawk stealing a chicken. <laughs> you know, so like we used to have chickens. We just got rid of them like this weekend. But, uh, but yeah, you know, and it's just like, I, what are you going to do? Like I, <laughs> that kind of stuff. It's it, and Adrian. So Adrian does um, a ton of our customers, customer support stuff for just at our dining room table. And a lot of times one of the kids will end up in her lap and we can either be like, no, I have to scrap this and I need to go do this polished video. Or we can just accept that we are normal people and put it out there. And we have so many of our users who say, oh, I'm so glad to see that, that you're just like me. Yeah. You know? And I think that you're not going to see any difference there uh, with your clients. Again, as long as it's not your deliverable. If yeah. it's something that, that you know, somebody, somebody's going to want to see that you know what you're doing with a polished video if you provide video services. But otherwise, just be you. Yeah. And again, this fits so well with the conversation about your about me page. If you're talking truly about you, warts and all, and then these videos show your kids like gate crashing your video, like, okay, <laughs> great. It just solidifies what you were talking about there. Yeah. 
Nice. I love it. Well, last comment from me. I have never seen Star Wars. So thank you for that Star Wars. Um, <laughs> uh, so should I admit that I that we watched one and we thought it was boring, so we just turned it off? <laughs> I mean, I know that they do talk about Yoda and Luke Skywalker yeah. in the book, so it's fair. I think I get the reference, but no, I've never actually seen Star Wars. But fair yeah. enough. They use that reference all the time throughout the story brand. So you might have to like... Get the general feel. Anyway, uh, this was fun though. This was, I think, definitely above and beyond what I could have expected in terms of just like great conversation, great ideas. I hope that everybody's inspired by this. Maybe go make a few tweaks to your about page if you find that maybe you are guilty of some of these generalities that um, we've talked about <laughs> and just make it a little bit more your own and see if you can challenge yourself to get out there and do some video. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for having me today. This <laughs> Thanks, was fun. Chris. Thanks for listening. Check out show notes at photofieldnotes.com. And if you loved this episode, leave your review on iTunes. See you next week.